I was the sword as much as I was the shield. I was the sky as much as I was the mud and boots. I was the rain as much as I was the blood and veins, and for that, I will find my place amongst the stars one day. And maybe not as soon as I wanted. And I will stand with you if you stand with me, for the world does not remember the silence of fear. And I will stand in front of you if you stand behind me, for the world does not remember those that kneeled alone. And I will stand behind you if you stand beyond me, for I will not remember a world without you. Michael de la Pava. Bringing the hate. God, this this is a hot episode. What's going on, guys? <laughs> episode fucking 21 of the Battle Axe Podcast. I am your host, MDLP, with my always handsome and amazing co-host, the Baron of North, Johnny Banks. How are you? What is up? It's a very special episode, mainly because we're drinking again. Um, so bring that back. That's, this, this is, is a our- pure malt Nika whiskey, which is super expensive. Somebody was stupid enough to buy it for me. Mm. You know, and here we are. If you guys ever want to know about off-season training, this is what it involves. <laughs> this, uh, is it. this is pure sugars. Um, but on a serious note, twenty-one. This means eleven episodes were recorded this year. Honestly, beyond what we thought we would ever do, which like you said earlier when we were talking before we hit record, that's about one episode a month, which is pretty badass. And I know sometimes we were doing about two mm-hmm. a month. Um, again, shout out to everyone who's always helped us, BV305, Bearded Villains in general, um, the Battle Axe Clan, which I promise we'll get to because this is going to be a, a weighted show on many things. We wanted to kind of touch this whole year. Um, Cerberus Strength USA, again, thank you so much, guys. Bang Energy Drink, because we're in uppers and downers right now, because we're just mm. playing with fucking fire. <laughs> um, but in all honesty, we had a we had a concept for this episode, um, but I think it's a great time to recap the year. Besides the amazing things that's happened this entire year, and of course, Florida Strongest Man, which is what we're about to talk about. But I think it's a great moment to just kind of sit back and remember that we're the fucking we're the end of December already, dude. Um, Seriously, which is insane. And kind of look at the year and what what the end of the year of the end of the year culminates into, and why it's meaningful for us because we've been talking about certain things the entire year, and despite the fact that the topics change, the essence of what we're saying, the 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 meat remains the same, and I think that's important for both of us. And if any of you guys listen listen to all our episodes, what this means to all of us. So I do want to start off with saying something um, before we get loose and get after it. Uh, Florida Strongest Man was an incredible uh, competition. Um, and before we get after it and, and, and start talking, I probably will forget to say certain things. But I did want to thank uh, Alan Colley, Iron House Gym, and Sarah from Iron House Gym for running an incredible, and I mean incredible, show I run a fucking awesome competition, and this was an awesome competition. There was truly an incredible air and environment to it. There was a buzz in the air. The location was great. It what it was what state championships should feel like, and for that, I am honored to have been a part of it as an athlete, um, honored to have been part of it as a spectator and coach, and I just wanted to uh, do a big shout-out to Iron House Jim for that. And, of course, to the Battle Axe 
clan who competed. Austin, Nicole, Alex, Brandy, and Sebas, all of you were witnessed. Congratulations to Alexandra for taking Florida's strongest woman at middleweight, which, Amazing. fuck, man. What a job. Yo, that title is forever. Mm-hmm. And it's just something that's very special to all of us. Austin, which, again, we're going to get into this later, coming in second, in a, um, a close second. It wasn't like, you know, we'll talk about it. It wasn't walloped. Close second in the state and so early in his career. And then again, Brandy, who did this uh, to compete, to part, make the group bigger just for funsies and just keeps doing great top three in the state. <laughs> like, fuck, what an athlete. I yeah, hate myself. <laughs> and then Seabass and Nicole, who continue to show us exactly what the sport is about. Mm-hmm. And we're going to get into that later. And again, shout out to all the champions before. But of course, I do want to do a personal shout out to church. First of all, you boys make me proud consistently. And second of all, you guys have now become a force. And they sponsored the ep- the show in so many ways and were there. And I wanted to say that before I fuck shit up. So They are two guys who really and truly always follow the never forget where you came from path, which is something so important to us, something that we talk about and we have talked about for like a eleven mil- episodes. Yeah, like, yeah, word. Like literally eleven word. You know, and uh I'm every time I put their shirt on, it's it's much like wearing a villain shirt, you know, a Miami villain shirt. It's much like putting on a battle axe shirt. It, you put their stuff on and it's a different feeling. Yeah. You're yeah. representing something bigger than yourself. <sighs> yes. Which is what Exactly what we've said for a lot. Somebody <laughs> write this down. Right, this is see. I told you it's culminating to something special. Full circle, idiots. Oh, God. Um, I also want to take a quick minute uh, to say thank you, everyone, for listening to us for you know now twenty one episodes, eleven episodes this year. It is uh, been awesome to do this for you, but most most importantly, we want to grow, and in order for us to do that, we need help. And how you can help us is leaving reviews. When you leave reviews, it actually boosts our uh, the way we're able to be seen via the podcast. So if you can leave reviews via iTunes, it'll boost us up. People will see us that otherwise wouldn't, and we can grow and hopefully be able to bring you 12 episodes a year. Whoa, we we'll do a PR <laughs> next year. Uh, I'm going for 13. <laughs> well, relax. Oh, yeah, chill, chill. You're right. Okay, okay, you're right. I got excited. How would you, how would you coach that? <laughs> what are you coaching? I think reps. That's going to be great. Oh, man. So here we are. End of the year already. And we know that we've talked about the process of prepping for, for contests and stuff like that. Now, in your situation, you've kind of mentioned like, okay, I have to be very selective in what I compete in and why. I know that you had tried to uh, do one or two other comps. It just didn't work out. You had uh, some minor injuries that prevented. What makes Florida's strongest man, it almost seems like you're constant. What makes that you're constant when you pick a competition? That's a great question. I'm going to go ahead and uh, say it out loud that I did not look at any of your questions again um, <laughs> because I didn't want to this time. Florida's Strongest Man, to me, has always been a personal personal pinnacle. When I was a younger man, um, the competitions were very heavy. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I just, there was no 
Instagram about these things, it was hard to find out. Uh, you had to go through it. Like, imagine you just going, just Googling state championships for strongman. Like, who Googles that? It was word of mouth. Like, hey, right, look yeah. at this, you know. Anyway, um, just being a state championship or a state champion was something that eluded me when I was a Muay Thai fighter. Um, I lost that belt fight. And I had no idea that you could do it in strongman. And when I found out, I always thought it was pretty cool to be considered the strongest of anything. Yeah, sure. Whether it was, you know, your friends or the street or the gym. But to be the, the champion of the state was the first step in, like, being champion of the nation and then the world. And I think that's important. Um, on a personal level, I've always had a great relationship with Alan in that sense of competing and being involved in these state championships. And it's something that whether I've competed or emceed or helped in some sort of way, I think it's important on two levels as an athlete and as somebody who loves the sport. Because when the state championship fails, the sport begins to die in that region. And it's true. Mm. And I think it's important for all of us just to look at the, how great this, this year was, and I hope it continues this way. Look how important it is to say you're Florida's strongest whatever. Like, yeah. how fucking cool is that? Even if you come in at a competitive third, fourth, fifth, sixth, that's pretty fucking cool. To say. And it's true because it's the strength of sport. Yeah. It's not like, you know, anything else. And it's it's important for me on an emotional level. On, and now... Having done this for five fucking years uh, and being my third competitive year in two years as, a, as an MC, um, it's important. And it, I hope to remain a constant as Florida's strongest man because I love Florida strongman. I just fucking, I really believe that Florida has, and it's true, some of the strongest people in the fucking world. Mm -hmm. And the only way you can support it is by showing up and proving that you can back up your fucking words. Yeah, sure. Do you have, or can you give us, for, for the people who may not know, a, a brief history of Florida's Strongest Man for you? Yeah, absolutely. Um, in a personal level, when before, I remember seeing it, I think I saw it right before Allen, because Allen took over as a Florida State uh, chairman. I remember seeing one competition, and it was, it was heavy. And I was like, this is insane. <laughs> um, like I said before in the last podcast, there was a, a brief time in Strongman where I started kind of, Strongman in Florida was really fading where the only shows are states and mine. And then I, I actually started catching wind of how to how to important this title was and how uh, how much of a boost it was going forward mm. and how much of an emotional and personal and state-wise for the state it was to say, this is Florida's strongest man. And, of course, the uh, knowing Allen and Ironhouse Gym and, and what it, it takes to put on this show, was just it was really awesome to see that. And then competing for my first time was in 2014 and winning that one, which was awesome at that wow. time. Yeah, my first and one, then fucking battling after that. But I thought that was one of the coolest things, man. And uh, I think it it's it's now a personal thing to try to compete forever to win it again. And it's a personal thing for me, sure. you know, uh, just to keep fighting for that. Nothing sounds cooler than two times Florida. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, sure. Fuck. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and 231 is fucking competitive, dude. Like two time anything at this weight class or any weight class in general um, yeah. is, is important. So uh, I we're going to kind of bounce around because. Uh, no, let's do it. Bro. I'm so ready. <laughs> so 2014 you mm -hmm. won Florida Strongest Man? Correct. Okay. 
And so you got second in 2018. Yep. I've actually which was more important. Oh, wow. So I've actually been, in 2014, I was champion, 2015 runner-up, 2018 runner-up, and this year I took fourth. Um, the most important competition of my life was second place in 2018. Um, and and I mean that in a long shot. A, because the man that won at 28, or I don't want to say won, but took second in 2018 was decades ahead of the boy that won in 2014. And uh, I was, you know, I thought I was indestructible. I was, you know, starry-eyed and, and everything was great. I was w maybe two years in the sport. I hadn't suffered any major injuries. Of course, everything's great when it's coated in butter, but... <laughs> 2018 uh, proved to me personally, and I, again, a lot of the times when I say shit, it's because it's been proven to me personally. Sure. You know, some people will sit here and tell me, oh, like I'm trying to prove something to you, John. No, I'm, I'm not really because you're my friend, but you have to prove it to yourself first and then it emanates from you. All right, sure. And I proved to myself in 2018 that I love Strongman. I proved it to myself. Uh, I didn't have to fucking explain it to anybody. And <laughs> everyone's like, oh, I see it. I'm like... Well, thank you. That wasn't my point, but thank you. It's, yeah, sure. It proved that you know you can come back from s serious injury, not bullshit, and serious injury, and still fight and still and still keep going. Um, and that was one of my biggest thing. And I and I lost to Reed, who was fucking awesome. So I, it's not like I lost to like you know what I mean. Like, yeah. And it was a competitive field. Like it's the state championship should always be that way. And it was very important for me. And I think all of us that were there, it was an emotional journey often to me and everyone around us. How important that was to me as as a strongman athlete, but as a man, as a as a warrior. You know, you, you, you sit back and you lick your wounds and you you sit there and you hate everybody and you hate yourself, you know, <laughs> when you're hurt and you sit there on the sidelines, emceeing events. That's not easy, you know. Yeah. And I look at guys on the sideline and, and girls that are hurt, I'm like, I've been there, dude. Yeah, for two years I've been there, and I get you. Um, but here we are. There's hope, and that was a big, big deal for me. Yeah, I think I can remember watching you MC uh, post injury, and you could even see how your posture would change throughout the day. Like you could tell by hour four or five that your body was like, "Fuck off." Yeah, I was like, <laughs> I'm, I, I want to sit down forever now. Yeah, and <laughs> yeah. I was like, and I, you know, it's funny because it's it's hard to kill a competitor. Um, I don't think you can ever do that. Like I, I don't think we. I talked about this briefly with you. And we'll get into this later. I don't think I ever want to be civilized, and there is a fire in my belly. And as when you're the announcer, you're supposed to be objective. But I'm, I'm a two thirty one fucking strongman. I'm looking at these guys, and I said it in my. I was like, I'm gonna come by and fucking beat all of you. You know, like you can't help it, right? You know, and it's. It's not in a negative sense. You, you're competitive. We're all boys, but we want to win. Exactly. And I remember sitting on, like, you know, MCing Miami's baddest and MCing Florida's, and I'm like, hey, man, you guys better get your shit together. Like, it's it's a good feeling. And it was it was weird to say that, but it was cool, too, you know? So if you guys are wondering where that came from, <sighs> I had, I had uh, competed twice this year. I competed at Miami's baddest. I was... Uh, I was fortunate enough to take second as a novice. Goddamn right. And uh, it was a pretty cool moment for me, um, especially somebody who, through my fan, my friends like Mike and JT and many others, uh, too many to name, learned to love the sport. And so 
I dabbled in the training and finally said, you know what, this is the year. And like I said before, I'm like, well, if I'm going to do any competition, it's going to be MDLPs because uh, that's my friend. I want to I want to support him. Yeah, and you, you walk the walk. So I did that. And then obviously, as we spoke about what last episode, I got the chance to do the throwdown, which again, if I'm going to support anyone, it's going to be my friend. And uh, speaking to my coach, because uh, we basically, you know, JT was coaching me and I had put in a lot of work and I said, man, I just feel... I feel wrecked. Like I feel unmotivated. And he's like, man, why don't you just take a little bit of time off? It's like you trained for eight months this year for two comps. And it's not like you bullshitted. You worked hard. And so in a conversation with you, I kind of said, man, I just, I don't feel like doing anything. I don't want to train. I don't want to eat. I don't want to, I don't want to do anything. And you said this, <laughs> I'll never forget. This. Damn you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So basically, you said, you're letting the ease of the world make you docile. To which I was like, oh, fuck. I didn't reply because, fuck. Fuck. <laughs> you know? But what you did say that is a hundred times true is the civilized animal will kill us all. Mm. And I think that needs to be shared on this podcast because uh, to me that meant a lot of things. To me, it meant that I'm fortunate in winning twice. To a degree, I mean, obviously, I didn't hit the mountaintop. And as we said, there's probably not an existent mountaintop. But those wins took my fire a little bit. But that sentence right there <laughs> was like, I'm going to kill everything. You better go, <laughs> motherfucker. Yeah. And, um, I, pl- so elaborate on that. The civilized animal will kill us all. You know what? Uh, God damn it. This is this is awesome that you did this because I didn't expect this part of the conversation <laughs> to come so early. Um, That's what she said. Oof! Wow. I know. I know. That's we just high cool. five. You can't see that on, <laughs> on the thing. But um, hmm. I think it's important to understand that, and in, in in the perspective of a lot of people and what we do and what we say and everything that we do as, as competitors and everything. Everybody, it's like ETC's. E.T. says, everybody's got tattoos of lions, you know, hashtag rawr. And then if we're going to embrace the animal within us all, it's important to let this animal run free and understand that sometimes or many times to become civilized is to become complacent and docile and chained and to drink water when you need to and and eat when you have to and and and, and just sit there and not ask and not roar and not bite and not claw into things granted i'm not saying you should go out and just punch and bite and piss on everything that's yours we do understand we live in a a civilized society i get it but it's understanding these concepts of of this animal has to be roaring inside of you consistently tearing at the chains for you to to actually succeed in life and when you compete a lot of times when you win or do well it civilizes you. It's the gold sticker. It's the pat on the back. It's the here's your uh, here's your ice cream with here's your dessert with dinner. And yeah, that's great, but it makes us soft. It just does. It just it just does. That's why as we get older, we get softer. It just it's the truth. I can tell you at thirty five, I can yeah. watch a movie now and tear up for stupid shit that Ugh. at twenty two would have called myself a fucking pussy for, and it's because life will civilize you mm-hmm. and sport competing against your fellow man and woman 
is a way to unleash the animal. It's a way to become uncivilized. It is to tear at the chains. It is to rip somebody apart. Not literally, but in in a way. It is to attack. It is to to bite something in half and is the animal within us all. You can't let that die. And if you're gonna if you're gonna claim animal, if you're gonna claim something, it doesn't die. It's every day. And I said this the other day at the gym as well. Okay, you know, I'm not really trained for anything right now, but I am. Because if you tell me in 2017 when I did a fucking bird dog every goddamn day like it was the last day of my life, if you told me I wasn't training, I'll tell you right now, you can fuck off. Because I was training. I was training to get back. And when you come off from competition, you're right. You can't be at that level all the time. But you can't tell yourself that you're not training. You can't tell yourself it's okay to, to and, and it just stop. You can't do that because mm-hmm. you will start be, start to become civilized, which means what? Eating more, resting more, taking days off. Fuck it. You know what? I, I just did this competition and I took first or fourth or whatever. I don't need to train this weekend. I'm going to you know go down the street. I'm not telling you to live a fucking life of misery. But now what's your training purpose? Mm. Rest, rehab, mobility. That takes discipline. It takes effort. It takes training. It sucks, actually. Uh, okay, you want to go to dinner and have beers on Sunday? That's great. But on Monday, what are you going to do about it? That's a form of training if you see it that way. How to train your body into recovery mode, into producing things that that are going to make you better in three months. That takes a training mentality. And I want to tell you, and you, John, like I responded to you and everybody listening, you don't stop fucking training. You just need to change the perspective. You don't fucking stop. You you can't. You can't civilize that roar inside of you. You just need to calm it down for a bit. Mm. And I, I, I'm like that. That's, that's, I'm not saying that that's a, what it works for me. It's just that's how I feel about the world. Mm-hmm. You know, we're all making moves, you know, on my off days or champions are doing <laughs> shit in the dark. Yeah, you're yeah, right, dude. 100%. And that's kind of that conversation we had. And you can't civilize that beast inside of you in this sense, what we're talking about, because you will begin to fucking die. Exactly. It's funny. Fun fact, as most people know, I'm in sales. And that conversation led to my best sales day of the month. God damn it. Yes. <laughs> it did. Um, and I think that it was, I needed to hear that because I don't have, I have very few, well, I got a lot of friends, but I have people that really shoot me straight. You, your cousin, a handful of guys. Yeah. Same. And I knew, and I told you, I knew you were the person I needed to say this to because I could have just harbored that and went along and just kind of meandered through my workouts and did that but with that hearing that i'm like yeah you know i think a lot of us do and i i had seen when you brought that up i, I saw somebody talk about um uh, post-competition blues and blah 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 i'm like i just i said i don't want to say the words i don't get it because that's selfish and yeah. that's not a thing we talk about there's no what's the action item you know like what's the what's the reasoning it's it's just ignorance in the sense that maybe nobody has told them that 
you, you just don't stop training. Like rehab and rest is training. There's no blues. It's yeah. being sad and down and and missing out on things. It's part of being alive. Like that's <laughs> part of training. Like you think you always train and and you're happy. Yeah. Like so you think what you competed and now it's time to be happy cuz look I just competed and I'm just fucking grumpy and miserable as ever, you know? <laughs> like yeah, I'm proud but but it it takes a lot and um competition should be viewed as that. But I think a lot of us and many people see competition as a dessert after a dinner. Yeah. You got your dessert. Now take some time off. I'm like careful how you say that. Because yeah. that can bring you into a really down thing. Because some sometimes when you take that moment, you're like, "Well, what's the what's the point of anything now?" And I'm talking sure. about it in a training sense. Sure. Like you're like, "Oh, I did this." I'm like, and now I'm I got my dessert, and like, do you want to eat again? No, I'm just here sitting here wondering what my life is about. Yeah, it's a very slippery slope when you're alone. And I tell guys, I'm like, "Look, take take the week off." Literally, I say, "Take the week off, enjoy your life." Yeah. But Monday we begin to train again. That doesn't mean you're gonna do a one rep max on Monday, dog. Like <laughs> Jesus Christ, it means you start to do things perfectly and go back into that mode and get back in it. If that's if if this is what truly you love to do, yeah. right? You you okay? Here's an example. You you go out with your significant other and you go on a fucking vacation. When you get back, you have that post vacation blues. Yeah. Does that mean like the next week you're going to be mad at your fucking girlfriend because you're not on the fucking beach like having... No, dude. You go back into building your relationship. Right. You don't take time off from your relationship. You love this person. You get back to fucking work. You buy them flowers. You you fucking deal with their bullshit. You pick up their shoes. You say hello. Like, yeah, that's the same shit. You know what I mean? You get For those sure. post-vacation blues. You come back. You're like, this life sucks. Work sucks. <laughs> this sucks. But what do you do after that week after vacation? Yeah. You're back to work. It's uh I'm really glad that I had gotten that message because I was approaching everything that way. And I am a person and we talk about this all the time, but to be open with everyone, I am a person that deals with my mental capacity or emotional struggles are very, very up and down. I go very high and then I'm like, Oh, this is too high and then I <laughs> dive off the, the mountain. Self destruct. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, uh without the work which I love so much, I feel like I have nothing. And because I had nothing to work for, I felt like I was nothing. Right. And I'm like, damn. Well, now what? This is happening. Yeah. And then I'm like, all right, well, we got to be less fat in a few months. Right. <laughs> Miami's baddest is around the corner. Yeah. And then I, things, everything in my, even my household uh, energy changed. Because it was like, I'm I'm getting to the dogs faster. I'm I'm picking up the messes. I'm folding the laundry because I'm like, let me do this now. This is the work. I'm touching on some type of external work and extra effort, and it started translating the training. I got back into the gym and and I just was like, you know what? I can do another ten minutes. Let me let me do ten minutes of core work. Let me get yeah, this, yeah. and then all of a sudden, you're in. I'm in. And I, if you if you see like many of us. If you see training as a part of life, you don't really stop training. <laughs> That's right. If you have to, you're done competing and you're seeing your family for an extra five minutes. If you're petting your dog for an extra 30 seconds, because now you have time to and your back doesn't hurt and you're not 
beat the shit and you're not emotional and anxious and in that wild animal mode yeah. and now you have to be somewhat civilized and and work into saying hello and responding to text that's that's fucking training like that's <laughs> that takes if you really see life philosophically in that essence that's training yeah. it takes effort to be normal <laughs> yeah i mean and and that's that's how i see it like it's it's <laughs> post for <laughs> i'm laughing because i'm upset at myself but post florida strongest man i got fucking belligerent mm. drunk because people don't understand what it takes to get to a certain level mentally for certain athletes i'm not saying everybody's built the same so first of all let's say that yeah sure but what it takes for me personally to move a 900-pound yoke 35 years into my life when I couldn't even walk two years ago, it takes a sense of rage and and it just animalistic, uncontrollable effort to let loose upon the world and upon myself. If you don't think that I was fucking worried about that every fucking goddamn day, the moment he posted those weights... Fucking idiot, because I was fearful of this. Many of us were, and I was fearful for many things, and we'll talk about it as we get into the events, but it's hard to shut that thing down. It takes a long time, yeah. days, weeks. That's what people call the blues. It's you trying to assimilate back into society that where you're not trying to rip somebody's head off anymore you're supposed to be like hey you how was your day instead of i'm gonna fuck shit up next week because that kind of laser focus feels good yeah and to submit to society sucks yeah you're right you know and, and i'm i'm not apologetic too much about being me but that's why people get certain people and by certain people obviously i mean me it is really hard to shut that down it is difficult to shut that animal down like in training mm -hmm. and that's that's part of it that's part of us because when you're that animal life is easy you gotta eat sheets shit sleep and fuck shit up it's awesome oh, you don't so yeah you don't have to compensate yeah. you don't have to sympathize you don't have to empathize you don't have to you don't have to love deeply and you don't have to get hurt because a wild animal is so scary it doesn't get hurt and when you're human mm -hmm. hurt and it's hard to let that go. And that's what we're scared of. Yeah. And that's, if you want to call it, I guess post-competition blues is, is becoming civilized again. Well, it's funny. That's a conversation that we have all the time where people will come to me. And, you know, I'm a big guy, beard. I, I, if you didn't speak to me, most people are like, you're not very approachable. Yeah, fuck that. Yeah. And then people meet me and they're like, wow, you are such a nice guy. And I'm like. You don't know how much work <laughs> I had to do to even be able to shake your hand and be like, nice to meet you. It, it, it fucking, it, it's training. It's training. It's like, when, it's funny. We look at our dogs. You think your dog really wants to sit? <laughs> Fuck no. Not my little dickheads. Yeah, you, you really think that it wants to shake your hand before it eats? Like, they don't fucking care. What do they have to do? have to train 
And then we're going to sit here, like us, and be like, oh, that's what a dog does. No, that's what we all do, motherfucker. Mm-hmm. It, it's training, dude. Like, to not jump out of a car and punch some dude in the face to cut you off. That takes fucking training in yeah. Miami and anywhere. So we just change your perspective. It, yo, you got to call your mom today, dude. You got to fucking go see your friend. Yeah. You got to respond to those texts you did in one word. Well, man, now you got to fucking talk to them. And that's part of training because that discipline that takes you into that moment yeah. is what makes you a better fucking athlete. Fact. Let me ask you. So when you looked at that yoke, how much wrestling did you do with is the juice worth the squeeze? That's a great question. Um, a lot. And um, I'll tell you for many reasons why the yoke was. So for those of you listening that are not familiar with strongman, the yoke, if you get, you guys, it's a, you put an implement on your back, basically. Um, it, it looks like the yoke they put on oxes. That's what they call that. that. Mm-hmm. Um, if you don't YouTube it, strongman yoke. And Alan is exceptional at yoke, and he made it fucking heavy. World record us. holder, right? World record holder, absolutely. And he did 1,100 pounds really good at comp, too. Ele- okay, 1,100 pounds. Disgusting. But <laughs> it's for the 231s, it was 875 feet for 20 feet. Excuse me, 875 pounds for 20 feet and 900 pounds for 20 feet, which used to be like pro strongman weight. Before it's, you carry on. Yeah. What was the heaviest yoke you had done up until you seen this? 900 pounds I did for 20 feet or well, 20 feet. And I did that pre or post injury. Pre-injury four and a half years ago. Pre, uh, in Strongman last year, it was 850, and I was a battle. So I haven't done a 900-pound yoke in about almost five years. Yeah, 850, you blocked out what? Four, I blocked out four, four times, times yeah. Yep. And um, so when I see this, and I, saw, and I think a lot of us, when we saw this, I don't want to say me, a lot of us saw this because I remember talking to my athletes and in certain weight classes, it was insurmountable. Um, it was... I actually took some time to think, is this really worth it? And to me, it was because not so much of the weight, not the bragging right of the weight, because I've done 900 pounds before. It was to show myself that I I still have what it takes Mm. in the sense of training, not the sense of numbers. I know that if money was on the line, I could move 900 pounds, and I did. Or my life depended on it. But the training to get there, the 825s, the 725s, the 850s, the, the the tired days, the empty Sundays. And I went in there with a really fucking shitty shin splint. And I, uh, I'll i bring this up. And I talked to this. I wrote about it in the article um, mm-hmm. leading up to this podcast. When you're hurt or injured um, and you talk about it pre-competition, to me, as a person, is that you're just being a fucking pussy. That's me. Yeah, I'm not saying talking about it to your significant other or your coach. That's that's not what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. To post it publicly, and I remember talking to Dan Green at Boss of Bosses in 2015, and I asked him, "How do you deal with injuries?" And he goes, "Well, I don't talk about it." And I I kind of stood there. I'm like, "What do you mean?" He goes, "Well, when I talk about injuries, it also takes away from my competitors because if they beat me injured." then they never really have a true title. So it takes it away from them. And I thought that was one of the most selfless things to say. Yeah. Because if let's say I came in there and I go, oh, I took fourth because I was hurt. Yeah. 
So then third, first, second, they're like, oh, okay, we beat a hurt MDLP. Here's the thing. You show up the day of, that's a clean slate, bro. Yep. You know, if you're fighting for your life, are you going to tell your enemy, oh, my knee hurts? So he punches you in the fucking knee? <laughs> right. So it's bullshit. Like, I showed up because I feel good enough to compete. Yeah. And that's that means we're all on the Because nobody shows up 100%, dude. Not, not anymore. Even if you're 99%, 92%, or 50, you showed up. That's Just right. swallow that shit. So I went in there, like, like anxious. I'm like, oh, you know, you create these fucking monumental things in your head. Is my shin going to break in half? Is this the day this happens? I'm tired. My back, is this the one? And to overcome that is the fucking purpose of life. And overcoming these these demons, I think a lot of us, uh, a lot of us, and I'll tell you right now, I, I truly believe this to be true. When you sit down and, and prove to yourself that you can absolutely fight against those nightmares and demons in your head, you become a better person. And it's just a fucking fact. I, I, I'm telling you. And, and I, don't, I don't mean like you just wake up the next day and you're 200% better. It could be a fraction of a percent. It could be a fraction of whatever. But, man, you can sleep at night a little bit better knowing that you stepped up against every fucking word that you say to yourself. It's not going to happen. I'm going to get hurt. I'm going to fail. I'm going to drop it. I'm going to black out. And I did. I did black out. Actually, I took 875 for about 10 feet, and I blacked out. And I said, this is happening again. And there was only one drop allowed. So if I dropped it again, my, my distance was over. And, I, I, man, I fucking, I raged. I, went, I yelled. I'm like, fuck this shit. And I picked that motherfucker up, and I finished the 20 feet. And then I moved to 910 feet like nothing. And then I, you know, I took it another few feet for distance. I didn't finish the event, but I took it taking third in an event out of 10 that I thought maybe, hopefully, I would finish the first five feet. Yeah. Anyone, anyone that did a competition with Wade Carey can tell you the same story. And we love Wade Carey's here, don't we? Uh-huh. It's more weight, right? More weight. And it was meaningful and impactful to me because that was the one. That one and, and the frame carry, which, you know, I, I finished. <laughs> yeah, and it was a battle. Only three of us finished, three or four. Let me ask you, what was the message to your athletes on that yoke? <laughs> God damn it! Forward. <laughs> nice. Yeah, shit. That's it. If you can't, That's so if many you, things. If you can in move one forward with nine hundred pounds, but is it nine hundred pounds of 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 life? It's it's. It's symbolic for us, isn't it? It's it's not weight, it's effort, it's uh, it's struggle, it's uh, it's pain. It's all these things that we 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 pack in tight, like super tight into our souls, right? We push it in, like it's it's a very interesting athlete, the strength athlete. We pack in 900 pounds like it was a million pounds because that is our lives in our mind. That's what it is. That's what's on st- in st- like on the edge right there. We we make this yoke so significant. We make the, the deadlift, the squat. We pack in our lives to every single pound. So it's not 400 pounds. It's not 600. It's a million pounds of years and weeks and minutes of 
of life, of stress, of fear, of, of, of happiness, of exuberance. That's why. That's where that comes from. That's when people finish events. They are not, they're not there. They're, they're somewhere else. They're, I can tell you right now, they're, the moment that that thing drops or deadlift locks out or the squat is called for a rack, you are somewhere else. And it's because those pounds are not literally pounds. They are fucking life on that shit. And if you don't see it like that, fuck off. Because maybe we're just not on the same level. Maybe we're just we're crazy people. But I'm pretty sure I'm right on this one. That we choose those weights or those weights choose us so that we can use them as a reason to keep going forward. And when we move it, we fucking do it, whether it's an inch or fucking 10 feet or 31 or 50 or whatever the fuck. And that's what that means. When That's what that means. That's what you have to show yourself. That's what you have to show everyone around you. That yes, you can. Yes, you fucking can. God damn it. <laughs> it's been a... Why did we stop drinking on these fucking podcasts? Uh, I don't know. We're so good at this. Like, I'm, uh, whatever. We're so good it's at like if only we could be paid to drink and podcast. Oh my god, we'd be so good. What? Why not though? Why? So, hey, we? you guys listening out there? <laughs> <laughs> just fucking. Just kidding. any, and literally any whiskey company. Just <laughs> <laughs> like literally, we'll take anything. Even if it just says whiskey, but it's like Tabasco sauce and, and, <laughs> and urine. I'm like, it's oh. some redneck spit <laughs> from <laughs> Alabama. Yum. <laughs> <laughs> Tastes a little bit like tar, but I'll take it. <laughs> I love tar. By the way, we've been sponsored by tar. <laughs> Morons. <laughs> so, um, it's been a pretty good year for you in terms of uh, hosting competitions. But before we get into those, do you think that you are at a level now where your competitions have influenced a comp that may be equal or a bigger scale such as Florida's? I think that, to answer this correctly, I think every single contest influences every single contest. If you're going to host a show and say that you were either not inspired or motivated or, I don't want to use the word threatened, but certainly get that competitive juice, Sure. every competition influences another competition. That's how I was. I, I wanted to be, the. I just and I always will want to be the best show in the state. That's just, I, I want that. I think every guy that hosts a show, guy or girl, should should feel that way. And that's okay. You want to be the best. Why would you want to go, I want to host the 13th best? You know what I mean? <laughs> like, that's stupid. And I think all of us rise because of that. And yeah. I think this is a healthy, competitive outlook. And I think I can say, honestly, that every show that happens, whether it's USS or Cor Starman Core, like we want to keep pushing that limit. Like what can we keep doing for the sport? And it's not necessarily like a selfish reason, although it can be, but fuck man, if you want to make the best show and it comes at the quote unquote cost of having a great show, that's the yeah. greatest thing ever. And raising what cherry, look at the toy drive at Iron, at, uh, at Florida's strongest man. And what we yeah. did with vet Paul and most people choosing, like it's great for everyone. How long has uh, competitions been choosing to do a charitable thing? See, because I don't feel like you see that often. I don't know. I just know that one of my first early shows was Florida's Strongest Man, mm -hmm. and we did a toy drive. And in my mind, uh, most of the strongman corporate back then, I don't know, still now, 
most strongman competitions have some sort of give back. That's just kind of like a blue collar thing that I understand. So I wanted to keep that tradition alive. When I did the toy drive in 2014, when I, I was like, this is, this is cool. Yeah. You know, and I, I, I thought that was the way it should be. They should let you guys go sweating on every toy. <laughs> like, you know what went into this, kid? Uh, <laughs> you don't know where I've been, Lou. Oh, it's a Fight Club reference. Nobody gets it. But, um, but yeah, I, I think that was uh, a big deal. Yeah. And, and I think that when you look at historically a lot of strongman competitions, they, they give back. Will Florida's be the only comp that's going to be allowed to have Arnold invites? Or is that something on the horizon for Miami's Baddest? So that, uh, good question. Um, that comes with understanding the corporation and getting approval from the corporation, from Dion and the state chair. I would like to get that. Um, but I also understand that getting a Platinum Plus and Arnold invites comes with more financial responsibilities and a bigger a bigger venue and bigger stuff. And I honestly, I don't think I'm there yet. And I'm really truthful yeah. with you. I just, I don't think I'm there financially. I also don't think I've earned that yet. Um, that, that's a personal thing. I don't think I'm there yet. I would like records. I would like some sort of invites and stuff like that. But sure. um, for Miami's, I don't think we're there yet. But I think we're in the process of really building. Do you that. have any clue what you think you're missing? Um, personally? I just want to put more skin in the game. And I think we're doing a really fucking good job about it. Yeah, sure. Yeah. So, in Florida's, uh, you obviously competed. <laughs> obviously. Good times. But you also had athletes competing. Talk about the struggles of balancing athlete and coach in the same competition. What were the What was the most challenging part? This, is, this one's a... God damn it, I knew this was coming, dude. <laughs> um, you felt it because felt you didn't it. read it. <laughs> I didn't. <laughs> I didn't. Um, I think being a coach and being an athlete is is and always will be, like I've said a million times before, one of the most difficult things on the planet. Uh, obviously within our realm, not like literally the hardest thing on the planet, but that is the struggle of the caged animal and the wild beast. It is when to bite and push and punch and push and coddle and soothe and nurture and grow. It is the fire that destroys the earth and burns the, the grass into pieces to only grow into a stronger tree or a, a, a more fruitful prairie. And the athlete doesn't see it that way, but the coach sees him in all ways. And I remember this conversation with Austin uh, specifically. We were training on Saturday. Austin, who beat me, who took second in the state and beat me in my two places, who four years ago was a sack of dog shit, <laughs> and now is the second strongest man in the state. And that's yeah. the truth. That's it. This is the way it is. Let's talk. Let's be real. I, uh, we were training on Saturday. He was like, hey, when are you going, blah, blah, blah. And I, I clicked. And I went into athlete mode. I said, motherfucker, I'm going to fuck you up on that competition. So you worry about your goddamn self. And it wasn't, if you looked at it from the outside, people would say, oh, you're a dick. Yeah. But was I? Because. Or did you th just th throw gasoline all over his fire? All over. 
You have to do that. And that's that's really hard to do. Yeah. To set gasoline on a fire that will burn you to the ground. I was lighting myself on fire. If you are that person and understand this, cheers to you, motherfucker, because that takes a certain effort. I don't even want to pat myself on the back. I'm not here to look for your fucking, oh, my God, I get you bullshit. That's what you have to do as an athlete coach. You have to understand that at some point, this person needs to beat you. They are the future. Doesn't matter. They are the future. You will one day pass away from the sport and obviously in life. What kind of athletes are you trying to generate when you coddle them always or then and or just only beat them into the ground? And that balance, man, is so hard. Yeah. And I, I wish I don't ugh. when I say things like this, I also don't want to get that attention where I live this I mean whatever it's hard I don't want sympathy or anything it's, it just it's the truth and a lot of people don't talk about it they just don't also a lot of coaches don't have the honor and the privilege to compete side by side with their lifters you just they just don't either they're older or different sports or different states you know from online programming but to sit there side by side with your lifters is something so beautiful. You're in battle. You're 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 in you're in battle together and and you you know this person. Like you you help them out, you you raise them almost. It's stupid if you listen to it, but it's not, is it? And you're you're there, you're seeing this person execute years of work that you helped them out with i i don't understand what parenthood feels like nor will i ever think i want to nor will i ever think i can fathom this concept but i didn't choose to make this lifter they chose me to be their coach i didn't make this fucking kid okay i didn't oh we're having a kid this person came to me and put their lives in my hand or at least their athletic and in some ways emotional lives and look at them now and that shit is heavy, bro. It's fucking heavy. And if you don't see it this way, if you don't get goosebumps when you talk about this shit, you're a fucking punk. You're a programmer. You're not a coach. You're a programmer. Mm. Maybe this episode isn't for you, dog. But when you're a coach, you're in it, dude. Your skin's in the game. Your soul, your passion, your spirit. It's fucking ridiculous, it's stupid. If I can put this into a fucking movie, it would be 19 fucking hours. People would leave this fucking theater except for like one guy. And that one guy would be me because I'd be like, this guy gets it. <laughs> <laughs> this motherfucker gets it. Because it's it's personal. It's objective. It's emotional. And it's subjective. And it's in and it's out. It's fucking ridiculous. It's ridiculous. And here I am. S- sitting amongst my lifters. Coaching and competing. And both of these motherfuckers and all of them pushing their efforts and being emotional and screaming and yelling and executing months and I would say years of work 
and sacrifice right in front of my goddamn face while me myself having to what? Overcome fears. And if you don't think that a coach is overcoming their own fears and doubts, man, you need to talk to one. Because as an athlete and as a coach, you're out there struggling with everything inside of you, both doubts and, and, and fears. That, is my lifter going to make it? Are they going to get hurt? What, what does their family think? Are they okay? Can they do it? Are they happy? Are they upset? Can I hurt? Can, and then at the same time, you're thinking as, a, as an athlete, am I hurt? Am I upset? Where's my game? Where's my weight at? What's, what's the pain in my knee? What's the swelling? Why haven't I peed in an hour? Where's my food? And that's all happening at 1,000 miles an hour. And then you can see that in any way you want. But what a fucking honor. What a fucking honor. And you can, uh, you know, the thing is that, and I think some of us relate to this. I'm a super self-destructive person. I'm not going to lie to you, dude. I am full of self-loathing. Anybody, most people, I would say that if they dig deep, it, it's in there. It's a fucking, it's a terrible, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a disease you live with. It's, it is what it is. So nothing can ever taste as sweet. It just, it doesn't. It's like everything has this kind of like, if you were to put a fucking ground up a bunch of shit and pepper your life with it, that's kind of what this feeling is. That you just, you hate yourself just enough to not appreciate things. It just, that's just who I am. I'm not upset with it. Fuck it. I do my best to produce things in life for everyone else and myself to keep myself going and and, in a great motion. So I don't see it. You know, I was talking to my cousin. He's like, you don't see it right now. I'm like, I don't and I can't and I won't. Not yet. Because I'm like, ah, you know, I'm not, you know, I could have done better and this and that. And you're kind of not seeing it from that. You're almost, still the athlete. You're still the athlete. Yeah. You know, and he, ta- I remember he, he, I was on the cooler and he goes, you know, he, he literally goes, how do you think you see it? And I go, you're, you're asking me at the wrong, and he said it, we're asking, we're talking at the wrong time because I'm the athlete right now. I want to win. Yeah. I don't give a fuck. Like I want to win. I want, I want to crush things. And then as the days go by, cause it takes time. I'm coming coming back into civilization what point did you recognize the echoes of your coaching and yourself in your athletes post-competition was it hours was it days when did you notice like wow i saw myself in in austin today (laughs) i saw myself in lexi two days later like talk about that moment talk about seabass who went against insurmountable odds and I, I and showed I, up. I I told uh, I was talking about this at the gym, and how uh, Nicole and Sebas had proven to me what continue to prove what strongman's about. A hundred percent. Two of my favorite athletes to watch. And um, seeing yourself in someone is a weird <laughs> thing because you almost want to warn them, like I don't think you should do this. Um. And I, I guess maybe that's how parents feel. And I see myself and all, and all my lifters in some way, some more than others, and sometimes for the worse. And I'm like, stop. <laughs> I don't think you want to live this life. I don't think I have come full circle into understanding the impact of that yet. I think a lot of coaches can agree when they say that they don't, it's hard to grasp that 
especially being in the, in the battlefield with them, any kind of position of leadership too. I don't think I've I've uh, fully come into understanding that, but I've been thinking about it. It's only been a week, believe it. <laughs> um, and sometimes I find it at the bottom of a whiskey bottle or, you know, long night smoking a cigar, and I think this is this is something special. And I think the word special is, is, if used correctly, can really, really hit home. Or the word awesome. You know, we use the word awesome for stupid shit. But this is truly awesome to say that I can see myself, you know, I can see the effort of moving that yoke or the yells or the you know, the roars and the and the fuck yeahs and the 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 professionalism of accepting a trophy or a medal or the the smile that it takes to hold up your fucking personality when you've zeroed to the 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 courage that it takes to to suck at something and keep going it's beautiful to keep that, fighting that that that, that that takes fucking fucking effort and I'm not that good at that but I try my best and when I can say that I see that in somebody else that's fucking crazy like I don't that's crazy like can you imagine when you were a kid you're like oh yeah people are gonna take after my fucking courage my effort like Get the fuck out of here. Like, I was like, no, maybe they'll, like, you know, see some cool shit. <laughs> oh, you know, my hair, which, God, I miss it so much. But, oh, man. But that's fucking awesome. And I, and I, and I see it. And it's just. Uh, Give me an example. Here's an example. Uh, there is one, there's a few moments in competition uh, that I remember briefly because you know you're kind of in that blur sure but i can i can remember you know like uh seeing brandy's poise seeing seabass throw those bags and yell being i can see that he was surprised by his elation seeing nicole come after her her yoke and smile because she actually moved that weight seeing alex accept that trophy with pride, not arrogance, but pride, like, hey, I earned that shit. And then having Austin, you know, headbutt me, and we have this moment before the yoke, like, bro, I need you. Are you fucking kidding me? Are, are you are you kidding me right now? Like, this was earned, dude. And it came from nothing, from a stupid motherfucker doing social working Googling rogue <laughs> fitness equipment, going into work with uh, lime green shoes, hoping to get fired so we can fucking collect some unemployment and open this goddamn gym. <laughs> and uh, and you're seeing this take place and in the crowd. And I, let me be very clear. I'm, I'm naming the people that competed in no way, shape, or form better than anyone who has been at my side in any way shape or form i do want people took time off to to come watch and cheer and i love that you said that yeah like, do you do you remember getting to look around and seeing people that are like holy shit I, you drove from where to see it i 
I don't, you know what I mean? Like, I don't, I don't want to say I don't get it. I get it. Yeah. But you have people that aren't even your true family being your family. You have people outside of the Battle Axe clan. Yeah. Now, that's what you've, that's what you've built. And it's, it, it's, it's crazy to me, dude, because I have this, pers- I'm a fatalist. You know, everything's going to fucking burn one day. And then that little dog with the room on fire and like, this is fine. It's a mm, stake to me. I love scorched earth. Yeah, I'm like, yeah, fuck this. Is we're all going <laughs> to die, you know? And I look at them, you know, uh, with their shirts and their efforts and their yells and their roars and their concerned faces and yeah. fellow competitors and people that have never competed but are there emotionally. Are you fucking kidding me, dude? Like, Let's just let's uh, take take this out of perspective into anyone ever anytime. If you have anyone that travels to come see you, or anyone that sends you a message, or pats you on the back, you're a lucky person. Anyone, even if it's one or a thousand, yeah. you're a very lucky person, and you have to see it that way. And when I look at these pictures, and there's fucking people, and I'm like, I can hear them in the crowd. Like that's emotional to me, dude. Like. I earned that. You earned that. We earned that. Yeah. And it's awesome, man. And to, to to come back into your question and to, to kind of top it off, being an athlete and a coach is the most difficult thing on the planet. And for that, I am grateful. <laughs> Did you? I've watched enough kung fu movies to know that ultimately the student comes back yeah. and beats the sensei. Yep. Do you think that you have always coached her that? Do you, is that your perspective? Like, I'm going to coach you to be better. I I learned this from Wesley Carroll, my Muay Thai uh, coach. My Muay Thai crew. Big shout out to Wes. Big shout out to Wes. I feel like he's my friend, too, and I've never uh, met dude, him. Oh, <laughs> dude. I always call him before competition, or at least I send him a text. Um, some, just I send him. Just like I send a text to bake out every time. Oh, I'm not trying to cry. Yeah, me neither. Um I think it's important, but um, he told me once when we were, I remember we were sparring, and he, see, this is where I learned it from, now, I'm just thinking about this right now, yeah. actually, we were sparring, and he was 6'2", fucking big old black guy from the NFL, like, jacked, and we were sparring, he was beating my ass, dude. He's a, he looks like a real type. No, he's, a, yeah, it's the worst, also it's the worst fighting him, because he's long, he's got long legs. <laughs> Long arms. You got to take three or four punches. Exactly, and I'm short and stocky, so I was just getting pelted. Anyways, he beat the f- he beat the fuck out of me, and uh, it wasn't it was no you know he obviously didn't kill 100, percent but he told me he goes I'm I'm trying to train you be to be better than me one day, boy, because that's you know we talk and he goes he goes you think I'm gonna make it fucking easy for you? Ugh. And I just stood there and I was like, it's a weird feeling because you want to beat them crush them but at the same time like hold them up like yeah. yes you know and that's i i absorb that because no teacher should or leader or whatever should ever train anyone to stay underneath them i if you coach that way if you're a teacher that way you're a piece of shit pause can you say that again because <laughs> you need to hear it twice right if <laughs> no teacher or coach should ever train someone to stay underneath them like you must train them to surpass you they are the future. You cannot, you're only as good as the person at the back, at the back side of your line, at your flank. And I say it all the time, the weakest link thing, yeah, you're only as good as your worst person. You need to train that person to one day be better than you, or at least have the effort or the, the heart 
to help them. You know, some people don't make it, but yeah, sure. why the fuck would you want to train somebody to suck? <laughs> I've sucked a lot, dude. You know what I mean? Like, it's funny. I was I was talking to, I was talking at the gym on Saturday. My first yoke that almost broke me in half was four fifty five. That's a hundred and forty pound female yoke now. Wow. Eight years ago, when I picked up my first yoke, I put four fifty five, and I thought I was gonna die. I was like, "This is awful." And I posted a video about it a while ago on my YouTube. It was hard. Do you think that I ever want you to suffer through 455? I want you to look at 455 like it, you just fucking destroyed it. Oh, it's a warm-up snack. Exactly. Why the fuck would you have to go through it? You know, and I'll tell you, what. Uh, there was a, uh, this is a personal thing. Miss Wilson, Bake's mom, sent me a, a message. And she, you know what book she's reading? She's reading Discipline Equals uh, Freedom, which is adorable. And uh, she sends me this thing that Jocko Willink had talked about in the book that he had trained effort with effort and mercilessly and hard and been through his shit and whatever only to make his team that much better for, so that they could be even with with more effort and merciless and and true to the form better than him and she had told me she's like i see this in you and i was like okay i almost threw my phone across the room and I started <laughs> fucking broke down crying like a fucking 12 year old that is what it's all about. Why the fuck would you want your student? I guess you can say well, even in kids. Look at our parents; they don't want to. They don't want us to go through that. But in that same time, they also kind of want to beat the fuck out of you and toughen you up. And that is the Thanks, process. Dad. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, mommy. Here we are. <laughs> Thirty-five. Fucked up. Uh, still getting hit. <laughs> but we like it now. It's weird. Um, yeah, man. I don't. I don't. I don't see that ever in my mind and that's the balance the athlete wants to go i'm gonna beat this motherfucker until the day he dies yeah. the coach is i can't wait till he beats the fuck out of me it, that's a that's weird is that the mountaintop for a coach i don't know is there a mountaintop because is that your next plateau one of my next plateau i think florida's proved it to me it's intrinsically in in the placing and in the effort what coaching really does right look I'm not saying I got fourth, but when I tell you that the placing doesn't like symbolize the effort and how close everyone was, it was one foot, one throw, one rep, one inch, one. I said it. It really was a difference of like ounces of effort between the top five. It was a fucking war at the 231 class and in other classes as well i, I guarantee you it was a war in our class it's a game of inches it truly i mean every fucking, right three which is huge so it was a huge <laughs> show it was a huge show were you pushed more by your own athletes than your competitors no nah, no one pushed me more than myself mm. I, I i don't want to sound arrogant but that's just no one pushed me more than myself i was so fucking self-motivated mm. um I just I don't know. I don't what know. What were you drawing from? Um honestly, I draw a lot from fear and self-doubt and I love those feelings because they motivate me because they're natural feelings. They're to me they're very it's very natural to think you can't do something. I I I get it. Like maybe there's some freaks out there who are never fearful and uh and or they just never express their feelings but 
I think it's pretty. If I tell you, hey, man, we're going to run 10 miles, the first thing you think is, I'm not going to make it. I, <laughs> I, it's just, maybe it's just me, bro. I get it. You get it. 100%. Or, hey, we're going to bench press 300. I, I could do it, but at the same time, I'm like, like, when are we going to do this? You know, Can I train it, for that? Right. And um, I, draw, I draw on that. I draw on that fear, on that on that fuel. That's what I do. I'm motivated by that. I, I love it. And it, I hate it, but I love it. And uh, that shit fucking pumps me up, man, to think that. And that, again, that's what makes that effort so delicious. Like, I literally tell, when I say fuck yeah and fuck you, I'm talking to me. I'm not talking to you or the other competitors. Yeah. When I say fuck yeah, motherfucker, I'm talking to me. Like, you see what I did, motherfucker? Like, you see what you can do? Fuck you, man. You can do this. And I, I'm not talking to you. I'm not talking to the other guy in first place or second or ninth. Unless you're the 2018 heavyweights. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you you <laughs> yeah. got everything you deserve. <laughs> I totally did that, didn't I? That was the worst. Wow, God damn it. You know what, though? I, I think that if you... I I got I was fortunate enough to be there. There's no way I was going to miss that. This is impossible. Right. It was, I had to be there. But... I think, and it's funny because we joke about it now, but you could see, if there's 10 heavyweights there, and I don't know the number, but you could see seven or eight backs go rigid. And and by uh, what I mean by that is the gasoline on the fire. Oh. They were like, all right, motherfucker. Like, yeah. Yeah? We're in it. Yeah, 315? Okay. Cool. All right. I'm opening with that, you son of a bitch. Yeah, you fucking big... F- yep. And I, I think that, additionally, that actually caused some of them to perform better than they would have. And also, the challenge yeah. made some of them... Took them out of their game. Right. And I, so... I love... Mental warfare. That's my shit. I am a human fucking catalyst. I just fucking am. And that comes with the price, bro. People like the concept of being fire starters and, and they should it comes with the price, a heavy one. Because typically those people don't live very long and those people are very self destructive and they're they burn the environment a lot of times around them. As much as they can ignite it, they can burn it. You gotta fucking go to sleep with this. Let's let's not get too far into that because that's a scary <laughs> rabbit hole, right? <laughs> In competition, I want to be the motherfucker that you're like, holy fuck, this guy showed up. Yeah. And that's an honor to me to be viewed that way in some way. To somebody be like, MDLP's here. Or did you see that motherfucker's deadlift? Fuck, he's still in it. And that's what that deadlift was to me. Because I didn't do on the I didn't do well in the press like I, I should have, but I didn't. And I first place in the deadlift in my weight class was six. I took five and I barely missed six. And I, that that moment for me was impactful because you're like, okay, this motherfucker is here. Same thing yeah. on the de- like. I like that feeling. I like, that's what I draw fire from, to be that guy that pushes. And sometimes I win and sometimes I don't. To push from the back and be like, Jesus, he finished it. You know, if you, like they say, if you make a God bleed, it's no longer a God. Like that, you you made that. I say it to him when I train. I'm like, you made that motherfucker bleed. Now fuck it up. Like, cause when you move that yoke, you lifted it. It's there, and I like being that. Like in fighting, like when you you hit somebody, and you make him bleed. You're like, you're like, you're just human. Ugh. And I love that. 
and I, that's what I draw from. That's what I want to be, and I love I love it in life. I like being a a catalyst in business and friendship and relationships and 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 whatever. I like being that motherfucker that's like, hey man, let's get shit done. Let let's go, dude. Not obviously on a personal level too. I rest and I'm quiet and I like to you know do nothing, but not when I'm out. Like I just love being that person. It's just it's what I draw fire from. Yeah, and competitively. It takes a certain personality type. Now, I'm not annoying, like, going everywhere and being like, hey, buddy, like, what are you going to do? I just, I like pushing others. I do. If you need a belt, I'll give it to you. Because I'd rather beat my enemies on their best day than hope that they get hurt or that they forgot their equipment. That's pussy shit. I'm like, what do you need, dog? You need ammonia? Here, take it. Like, hey, what do we need to do? Oh, you got to need to grab that frame from the front. That's how you need to do it. I want to beat them at their best. I don't fucking, you know, get crazy. You've literally taken the time out to coach your... Competitors? Yeah, I told them how to, uh, there's You're a few sick, of them. Uh, disgusting. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, this is how you grab the frame. Knowing that the frame, if you didn't grab it so much from the front, it would it would tip. Wow. I don't give a fuck. I mean, I'm like, here, bro, this is what I know. Because on, at, at the end of the day, it's just strong, man. I'm not going to piss on my character because of a fucking sport. I'm not going to change who the fuck I am because I didn't beat you on the frame, dog. I'm a man. I'm a warrior. Like, this is how you do it. Best of fucking luck. Because if I'm really strong, I'm gonna beat your ass anyway. Like I, I don't. I'm not one of those guys that's like, "Hey man, be careful with that stone. It's super slippery." To fuck you, I literally say, "Hey, that one stone is slippery. Don't step on it." So that if you skip it and you get fifty feet, I'm gonna beat your ass anyway. That that's how I think. That's yeah, how I sure. am. That's. Like, I'm not the same thing. Like, if we <laughs> we were having a drinking contest. <laughs> we're drinking the same amount of fucking whiskey. I'm not going to sabotage shit. Because what does that speak of my character? I'm not even... I'm not the best person in general. Why the fuck would I fuck myself in a world that I love and can control? Why? Wow. And that's how I see... That's how I view competition. I am a fucking... I love being a catalyst. Like a fucking chispa, as we say in, in the Spanish. What What is it? Chispa? Mm-hmm. Which is a delightful you say it dish. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I love. It's so I love, adorable. I love a little little chispa, little crackers and chispa. That's not chispa. Is that a fucking dish, you weirdo? Oh, you're sorry. thinking something else. Chispa's flame. My Caucasian is showing. <laughs> my credit score just rose <laughs> up sixty two points. You're welcome. You could buy a house. Yes. <laughs> oh no, 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 not a house. Not, not a house. house. You could probably go to Best Buy. Like a really cool basement. You could go to Best Buy oh. and you could finance a TV and not pay the bill. <laughs> I hate you because you're so right. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely not a, not a laptop because I tried. Take that, Best Buy nerds. <laughs> you stupid nerds. <laughs> Fucking idiots. Oh, shit. All right. So we've recapped Florida Strongest. I think we spent a good amount of time on that. Obviously, an amazing show. Alan Colley, once again, well done. Yeah, well done, man. Fuck yeah. The decision to move it, I think. It was um, cool. It changes the game. Sure. Yeah, it changes the game. I think the venue was awesome. I wasn't able to be there, unfortunately, because I have two dickheads at home that I gotta <laughs> raise. But you did this to yourself. We <sighs> all do. God. Sometimes I just think you guys would make awesome rugs. <laughs> you little fucks. <laughs> uh, and then I just I'm like, man, yeah, they're so. Cool. I didn't mean that. <laughs> I did though. I did. <laughs> so, 2020. Mm. What are the plans? For the Battle Axe Gym for 2020? So, good question. I think it's important to to understand what kind of year we've been through, right? In 2019, I traveled for over 50 days. 
I was away from home for 15 weekends. I have done, I okay, we have done uh, Ed Cohen seminar, Miami's Baddest Man. We've done a throwdown. We've done uh, 11 podcasts. We've sold 800 to about 1,000. And I mean, this is just because I haven't gotten into my nose. Almost 1,000 pieces of retail. We have caught uh, the fucking Ireland. We have made statements sponsored raised over three grand in charity we have been involved in several events out of the year i had the list on my phone we're just live right now over uh, ten thousand plays on the t- podcast ten, ten fucking thousand, thousand pl- yo the fact that you guys are listening ten thousand times um <laughs> our voices for ten thousand <laughs> oh god i want to yeah. kill myself um we just the you are see. We, I competed against Raven Medic, who's a fucking animal. Yeah, yeah, he looks um, sharp. Yeah, dude, stupid. And he went back to work the next day. I was like, ah, I need like six <laughs> months off. This, this dude was fucking you're saving lives. I'm like, why am I a piece of shit? Like, I went back to drinking anyway. You're your own boss. Yeah. You're like, look, man, I can't make it today. Yeah, hey, man, I'm gonna be out for six <laughs> months. I need to drink. Um, he asked about the implements for Miami's baddest man. That's a great question. Um, I'm I, not gonna tell you right now anything but i will surely tell you to get your yoke tight and to be really conditioned to throw after you're tired that's all i'm going to give out right now i'm dropping the implements and <laughs> the information on the the first week of the year great question i love winning people i love people that want to win um but this year has been over the top and insane as, as far as our effort and 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 what we put into this this year so 2020 going forward it's always more. It's always about going up, but not unrealistic. Do I think that okay, we did a thousand this year, so now I want to do two thousand? I'm not. I'm not saying I don't want to place that, um, but I would like to see more substance. I'd like to see a little bit more um, travel in the sense of my athletes spreading out. Like I want to see them get out of the state. I've been there. I think it's important to get out of the state to to be the small fish and to learn new people. I want to see all of that, yeah. And I want to see. Um, I love seeing the fucking banner everywhere, and I, uh, I'd like to 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 push people and and to to. I've had a rough year. I think twenty nineteen has been rough on us all, and I don't mean that in a bad way because I think rough terrain makes the best of us so i don't say that like oh i've had a rough year like i'm a pussy yeah i've had a rough year we think we 2019 for a lot of us has been kind of a dickhead year <laughs> like Fact. 2017 2017 was another garbage <laughs> fucking pale year um it's hard and uh you know I, i've been disappointed in things and myself and and in many ways in a lot of things but for every disappointment that i've had i have gained Let's say I get 10 of these fucking awful letdowns. For the one true intrinsically great thing that I get, it's worth everything. And I've had a lot of that this year. And I look at it now, like, let, let, let's treat this episode, like, for what it is. Let's take a look back into the year. I've had a lot of dog shit moments, man. Like, sometimes I just don't get it. Which is good. Because those moments are so far away from the one good mo- let's say i've had 10 difficult situations with clients yeah like rough ones sure watching chris deadlift 573 
after a spine injury. Oh, it yeah. was a five seventy three thing. It was worth it. Man, I, watching his whole comeback has been like worth it. Worth yeah. it. It was worth it. You know what was worth it? When I went into the crowd, and his fucking grandfather shook my hand with like watery eyes, telling me, "Thank you, what you've done for my grandchild." Like oh. people like me don't. We people like us. Are, it's hard for us to grasp that. <laughs> like, yeah. what are you talking to me? You know, like you know who I am, dude. Like, you're like that's a nice shirt. You yeah, know, it's immediate. Yeah, I'm gonna go you get nervous. Yeah, I'm ah. gonna go puke on myself. <laughs> Worth it. Yeah. And this year has shown me that, despite the fact that this has been some shit, like these shaking hands with one of my competitors at Florida Strongest Man, saying good luck out there on the same battlefield. <laughs> Worth it. Yeah, seeing people laugh and wear this shirt all over the world, worth it. Mm-hmm. I just want more of that in 2020. I'm not asking for something unrealistic. I just want more because. So you're saying that you want more weight? More? Oh wow! More weight! Right, God, God damn it! Ugh. This is gold. Somebody write this down <laughs> or record it. Oh. More uh, fucking weight. More fucking Jesus weight. Christ, that's a 2020 model. You're absolutely right. I'm not going to put on a shirt because we totally won't do that. We, mm, no, we, we wouldn't oh, say that. I'm going to write an idea down because I have a little notepad of notes. I just want more. I, more, I more, more challenges, more hardships, more difficulties, more heartbreaks. At the same time, that's what makes all the good times worth it. The, the the eight year anniversary and the 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 birthdays and the Xmas Eves and the uh, Axe Givings and the world trips and the the high five you give an athlete or that embrace when they fucking grab you like you fucking mean something to them <laughs> that only matters because the year sucked dick because it sucked dick and I know I know that it sounds cliche. And it's all over stupid memes, but memes are stupid because, no, I like memes. I'm not lying. Yeah, but, but we were doing that. Yeah, they were doing, we were writing memes before it was cool. But it, it only matters because there's really shitty times. For sure. And you uh, and honestly, here's the truth of the matter. And I, I hate to say it because it sounds like a, again, another fucking motivational picture you see at like a hospital room <laughs> or something. But it's a candle light in a dark room is magnificent. It is magnificent. If you put that candle in a bright room, it's almost it, like it's it's a, it's a ghost. But when you're in a fucking, if you're in the shit, and you're hard and you're tired and life is hard because you've made it hard and you're going to, that little candlelight, that one lifter that shook your hand or that one moment of seeing a lifter get the trophy, or that, that teary-eyed look that they got that PR or, you know, whatever. You want to apply this to your personal life? The, ki- the look in your kid's eyes, the way your mom embraces you, the way your significant other says, I'm proud of you, the way you guys have dinners on a Friday night that's just fucking different, that's a candlelight. And it's significant because the rest of the shit sucks. But that's life, dude. Life is mostly a shitty dark room. That's fucking truth. That's just, fuck, shut up. It's, it's the truth. But the candlelight is magnificent. And I just want more of that shit. I want a bigger, darker room and maybe like three candles. 
like cool ones. <laughs> yeah. yeah, something cool. Yeah, like maybe like some skulls. Oh, but yeah. Satan. But <laughs> <laughs> there's always a Satan reference. But that's 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 what I need. Like I I I I need that, John. Um, and I'm gonna say I because when I say we, I don't want to speak for my athletes or the Battle Ox Gym. I need that dark room. I need that effort. I think let's put this into perspective of the year and why the fuck we do what we do. Because honestly, one of the biggest things I wanted to talk about today is why the fuck will we do Florida Strongest Man being so goddamn heavy? We need to create this room around us. We need to create this darkness. This we need to create it because when it when it catches us by surprise. If you have created hardships in your life, you're ready. Because if you've created sacrifice and pain and hardships and work and effort and and struggle and grit because you've done it under your fucking effort, when life hits you with bullshit like a death or cancer or an accident, you're fucking ready. You are the candlelight. You are the you are that magnificent little stupid beam of effort and worth. If you fucking put yourself in that fire of effort. When things like Florida Strongest Man are more symbolic of who you are as a person, life is fucking good because you didn't weaken. You fucking went after it. So when shit happens, 2019. You're still here. You're not blindsided by fucking... People ask me all the time, Mike, why are you so fucking crazy? Like, why do you hate yourself? Like, why are you this way? I'm like, motherfucker, so I'm ready. So I'm fucking ready. Like, I'm not asking you to understand my life, dude. I'm not. I'm just asking you to withstand it. Just, Just fucking be there. I'm not asking you to fucking hold my goddamn hand or sympathize with me, dude. Just fucking, just withstand it. I put effort and hardships and difficulties in my life. And many times, a lot of us on purpose, and I've done it with sport along with other things because I want to be fucking ready. So when we get fucking hit from the right side with some bullshit, like you're right, it does suck. But I built armor. I built rust and and cuts and, and, and... and dents and fractures into my armor because I've earned them. And that's the way I see shit. Maybe I'm a crazy person. And this whole live stream thing is when people be like, this motherfucker's crazy. But am I? We're not. Because if you and me and the motherfuckers listening right now, we are the type of people that compete because we need this. It's, it's not a want. We need this room. We need this this, that dark place, it's funny. People say that all the time. You go to that dark place. Yeah, you know why we go to that dark place? Because we made it happen. <laughs> I don't know if you know my life, but right. it's all dark. My whole my whole life is a big dark room. I know. <laughs> I just quoted that the other day. <laughs> yes, Beetlejuice and AFI. But we want that. And we need that. And when you rise up to the occasion, it everyone's competition yoke deadlift everyone has that everyone has their way to carry in my opinion if you view it this way when life does something to you you should be more ready don't get me wrong i'm not saying i'm not, i'm going to be able to take all of life's blind sides 
I'm just saying I'm being more ready than the fucking average man. And it should be like that. You know, you should be like that. We are like that. You should be like that. And that's how I see things. I don't know what kind of fucking, where, where did I go with this? <laughs> I just went after it. Yeah. But that's, that's what I see. Well, this is what we need for 2020. Right. Because without this concept, without this concept of stepping into a position of adversity, we could not grow from 2019. We would have a repeat. You're right. And so what we need to do is we need to take our adversity into from 2019 to 2020 and go, what the fuck are we going to do with it? <sighs> and Exactly. God, yeah, I don't have nothing to say about that. Exactly <laughs> well, you said. totally supposed to say something. I got nothing. God uh, damn it. No, but honestly, <laughs> like, you know, it's, it's um, a lot of people like to discuss uh, the Viking ways and stuff like that. Of course, we're all fucking into that stuff. One of my favorite concepts is their, their perspective on, it's not necessarily, uh, okay, believing in destiny. It's a very philosophical. Not the game. Great game. Great game, but Two not was that. Not, yeah, right. That's all right. Yeah, it's just all right. It was good at the beginning. <laughs> um, it's not if it's something's are like predetermined, right? You just say things are predetermined, and there's destiny, right? I love the concept that. It's not that I truly believe this, but I like to accept things. If things are predetermined. What the fuck are you gonna do about it? Mm. That proves more character to me. I get it, you know, we make our own destiny and we can go around this conversation for like another 10 hours. Sure. But if something was laid out for you, like this is what's going to happen the next 10 years. And by year 10, you're dead. And and year 8, you get sick. And in 7, you lose your house. In 6, you get a divorce. And year 4, you do, you know, you lose your, your dog. And 3, okay, you got this laid out. What the fuck are you going to do with this time? That is heavy, mm. and that proves will. And that's why typically, and this is going way off tangent, but why clinically uh, when people get that three, four months of a disease or cancer, whatever, those four months, those people are fucking crazy motivating. The ones that swallow it and smile and, and go out there and live life, shit's been predetermined. That's how I see myself. That's how I see effort. That's how I see going into 2020. That's how I have to see it. I'm like, it's going to be fucking hard. Yeah. It's going to suck for sure. I'm, I'm fatalist. Somebody's going to go. Somebody's going to fuck me over. I'm going to fuck myself over, which is way more common than anything. <laughs> which is a guarantee. <laughs> which is a guarantee. So what the fuck am I going to do about it? I got to get up in the morning and fucking eat breakfast and show up to work work and, and and smile and coach and get after it yeah and that's that's kind of the way I, I perceive things that's the way i hope people close to me um i am the way i am you are the way you are yeah. and yeah we 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 can improve and 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 and, and turn certain screws and and change certain things but a four bronco is gonna be a four bronco bro <laughs> right yeah I mean, that bitch is going to be a bitch no matter what she wants to do. So what the fuck am I going to do about it? Sure. And it's 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 in the effort. It's in the everyday thing. Like, yeah, you're trying. That's that's fucking good. You know, and then I, I like that. And that we talk about this, and obviously this, this episode, I think, has been 
a huge recap of everything we've said this fucking year because honestly, dude, the message remains the same. I had I had made a comment about this. I don't remember the episode, but I, I do now in the sense of what I said. I haven't changed my fucking playlist in years because the effort remains the same. Somebody asked me that in the gym. They're like, why do you listen to the same music? I go, because I have the same fucking goals. You know, like to be the best, at, to be the best. Yeah. To, to have courage, to have will. And it's just a, a psychological thing for me. Nothing Else Matters by Metallica has been on my podcast, on my nano, remember the little nanos? Remember yeah, those? People sure. don't know those things. For fucking Eight years from nano to iPhone to Android at the time, disgusting. I know, but it was an R two D. It was an R two D. It was an R two D two. Android, yeah. I mean, that's kind of cool. It's been on the same fucking thing because that song has meant that much, and it has changed its meaning every fucking year. Yeah, sure. And that's how I see shit. I think that um, we have obviously taken that approach, but I think what we've also adopted is the approach the same approach that little Gabby takes. <sighs> okay, so this is this is a child whose vigor for life never falters. And his battle with cancer is three times anything any of us have faced. Yet he shows up every single day. And every single day you can see a video of him smiling, laughing, dancing and laughing. And yeah. if we can take that and carry that over to our 2020. That's where we're his fucking shirt on the yoke. Oh, man. Yeah. And what a picture. Yo. And I, uh, for those of you who are not uh, aware that we made a, we and Gabby made a, or his dad, Gabe, made a shirt, Team Gabby. And uh, I wore that shirt so it just reminded me not to be a fucking pussy. Yeah. I mean, straight up, like, I'm not going to die. Like, this yoke is. Something I chose to do, something I have the honor to do, and uh, and get after it. And I wore that shirt, and I I fucking I think I earned that shirt. But yeah, you have to take those messages, and you have to take that fucking that effort. And I, man, I fucking when you bringing that up, I'm like, yeah, dude, like really, because this is if you look at it, this is pretty cool. Yeah, not this is not a horrible thing, you know. Sure, that's a I think that. That's the beauty of children is that they just don't know another way. And it applies to training, especially when your effort has been the same for eight or nine or ten years. There is no other way but the way. Ugh. Ugh. <laughs> you know, I uh, uh, going off script. We totally don't have one because uh, yeah. we do what we want here. Yeah, I love that tattoo. And I love that never stray from the way. And I love that the Mandalorian is using that. That is the way, which is cool. I'm not saying they copied us, but yeah, I'm pretty uh, Disney cut the check. Yeah, totally. By the way, we're we're made now. <laughs> um, I love that concept, and I and I write it at the end of all my my articles. And those of you who continue to read it and quote me, which is really cool, by the way. I'm a pretty lately. I've been pretty proud of my writing, and um. Which is weird to say because I'm already not proud of a lot of things that I do, but that that I am, and um, that I think that this year has only continued to solidify 
what I think we started in episode one when you and and JT were on the sideline listening and recording and laughing that the point is to never stay from the way. I, I mean, I'm not fucking, I'm not, I'm not really good at staying the course. What I'm really good at is fighting for that effort to stay the way. I don't know if that makes sense to some of you, but it is very difficult for me sometimes to just stay the way. Sure. And I think a lot of us that are listening right now understand this. You get it. It's it's hard to cook the meals and wake up early and stay late in the gym and rehab and all this bullshit and and stay extra at work and be extra nice to people. That's that is the way because it is difficult and it's hard for us. But I think that's what that's what draws us together. That's what draws us to strength sports. Yeah. It just continues to build that mentality. And I, I remember posting a picture from the, uh, when I heard that is the way in Mandalorian, I'm like, motherfuckers. <laughs> like, really? And it felt great. And it felt cool because I kind of wanted to bring it up. I'm like, I'm surprised no one's done an edit with your head on a bastard. Yeah, for real. My, my, my uh, neck abs. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so chubby. All you, you know, the thing is, is everything's a bicep. Wow. Everything's a bicep. Jesus. The most important muscle. You know what? Neck biceps. Neck biceps. <laughs> Niceps. When, sure. when people are like, oh, you have super calves. I'm like, yeah, I work out leg biceps <laughs> all the time. And they're like, what? You do have great calves, man. <laughs> Jesus Christ. They're like a fucking this gallon of water on your fucking foot. Uh, it, 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 yeah, yeah. Fucking ugh, stu- neck biceps. That's what I'm going to go with that. Niceps. Yeah, that's it. Get a neck bicep pump. Yeah. You know who would love that? Harry. Oh, he 100%. would. Absolutely. Is he not the most American yeah, yeah. strong man? Totally. Like such a fucking. Totally, yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, good guy. We've had a great year. Despite all the adversity, yeah. we've manifested a great year. Yeah, and, I, and, I, and I'll tell you what, man. Um, you're fucking right. And I. You, so it's so weird because I kind of want to, like, I want to bash what you just said into the ground because I'm <laughs> like make a, it super I'm a hum- Yeah, I'm like, yeah, but we're all going to die. <laughs> yeah, it's true. But you're fucking right. And I mean, okay, so let's let's look at this objectively. Let's look at this from not just the Battle Axe Gym, like what we just talked about. It, it's not that fucking bad if you're listening to this podcast. That's right. Because what's the fucking alternative? And uh, that I know, I know that that sounds a little bit far-fetched. And some of you get it, and some of you are like, this motherfucker is going off tangent again, which I really don't, but I do. It it it's a good fucking year, man. And look look at it, like look at you. Two competitions after you said that you your knee was never gonna let you compete again. Yeah. You think I don't like I see shit. <laughs> like I observe things. Like I I have this this terrible disease. It's called memory. And uh it's it's very uh, selective. I was also being hit in the head a lot, <laughs> but I remember things, yeah. and I normally remember struggles. And I remember you saying, "You, oh my, that's it." I remember like a year or two where you're like, oh, "I'm never gonna my knee and my shoulder." And look, two fucking competitions in a year, and two two fucking hard sports, powerlifting and strongman. Like you, you might as well just them to like self sacrifice <laughs> in this motherfucker, right but into the wood chipper, right into the wood chipper. Wow, I like that saying. I'm gonna take this to white saying, "Love it," but. Credit score, two more points. Um, 
look into your year. You know, it, it, let's say we had questions, and I'm bringing up questions I get into in the DM, and a lot about staying motivated, staying disciplined. Because first of all, motivation is a thing. So stop, stop bashing motivation. I don't, I don't get why people bash motivation now, even though it's cute because you have your tactical bullshit shirt. But <laughs> let's let's look at your year. Let's look at these things that we're we're talking about here, yeah. and. And and piece things together as an athlete, you're gonna be all right. Like you're you're gonna be fine. There's effort and and, and avenues. And how do I stay mot? I don't really necessarily. I stay disciplined sometimes, and I stay motivated sometimes. Yeah, it's just balancing that act. You have to look around you. You have to look within you. And that's how you continue to push. Sometimes you got to take a year off. Sometimes it's a day off. Sometimes it's a week. Yeah, that's all part of the effort here, man. And if you're looking into our year as an athlete, look into your year right now, 2019, because this is obviously a recap. And people are going to get a little bit nostalgic, right? Because this, <laughs> yeah. this whole episode reeks of emotion and nostalgic effort. And, of course, <sighs> whiskey and bang, <laughs> which is a terrible mix. But Allegedly. Allegedly, which is one of my favorite words. So Same. it was uh, fuchsia and facetious. <laughs> I'm a big F word guy. <laughs> But but let's look at this into that aspect of your training. How far have you gone? Whether it's back or forward, like okay, some years are a wash, but what's the long view? Yeah. You know, twenty nineteen again, be that magnificent candlelight. Be different. Okay, you know, you had a fucking bad year, but you got one deadlift PR. Or you uh you're able to literally raise your arm over your head. Or you're able to walk down the stairs without pain. Yeah. Like those are those are those little candle lights amongst the darkness. And you have to see them in that way because if not, you're going to drown. It you have to change your perspective. And let's go back into what I talked about about post competition blues. You have to change your perspective. You are still training. Mm-hmm. No the day you stop training is the day you become a civilized animal permanently and it's the day you begin to die. Your emotions go down. Your personality goes down. Your wit, your effort, that light in your eye fades because you become fully civilized. You no longer see the candlelight as magnificent. You see it as a as something in your way, as something unknowing. And that's, it's perspective. You can look at it any way you fucking want. You can call this mindful training, even though most people don't even fucking know what that means. You can call it namaste bullshit. You can do whatever fucking thing you want to write about, bro. But that is your perspective. Does that mean that that's how I always see it? No, bro. No. Sometimes I just, I go, I'm licking my fingers. I go, and I turn that candle off because I hate myself. And I hate the fucking light. And we all do. We all get in those moods. Yeah, you're right. That's okay, dude. That's that happens, bro. The darkness is a perfect blanket. It is, and it's warm and it's cozy, but that's reality. Yeah. The reality is the reality of our effort is in the effort. I mean, it's in the hunt. Like we talked about this all the time. Everybody wants to preach this bullshit, being a hunter and and living in the moment, but nobody wants to admit what they're going through. Yeah. Nobody wants to talk about how hard that shit is. Everyone's like, oh, yeah, I got a minor injury. I'm okay. No, you're not okay. Being hurt sucks. Yeah. Not getting zeroing sucks. 
going home hurt sucks. Not living your expectations sucks. Letting people down, letting your coach down, it sucks. You're supposed to say, hey, this sucks. I'm I'm upset. Dude, I'm sad. But that doesn't mean that you're that it's over. Like you're gonna go fucking that it's just part of the effort. Yeah. And when I look about this year and I look about this whole effort, that's what I like. That's what I want to see. That's how it, I want to look at twenty nineteen in this way. And I want to look at twenty twenty in the same fucking way. I just want more. I don't I, I get it. Look, I love uh New Year's resolutions. I do. I know it's weird. And maybe I'm, you know, maybe I'm a a weird guy in the fitness community that, you know, oh, that's so stupid. Start in December. I like anything that motivates people to be better. I really don't care. Like, if it's in a positive light, if you have to wake up on January 1st to run the first mile you've ran in a year, get after it, bro. Because it doesn't really hurt me. Your, Your meme doesn't ruin my bank account. Right. It doesn't hit my dog in the face. If you have to post on social media that the new you starts, now, of course, I'm going to make fun of it because I'm a grump. Yeah, also, we make fun of everything. Word. Right. Yeah. Even and it, and Most of ourselves are people we like. We like, win. We're like stupid winning Stupid idiot. winning. What are you, a winning nerd? <laughs> Would you fucking go home and win and everything? <laughs> Would you win the lottery? Get you out of here. You were 12 and 11 Fucker. in Call of Duty tonight, you fucking loser. Oh, my God. Okay, that's a whole other avenue. <laughs> I was about to get into, I was about to get into what kind of gun I use. Um, so AK-47. But um, with the scope. But I tell you what. I'm, I'm cool with that shit. Yeah. Because it... it, it it asks for something new of the year and it pushes you into getting after it. Like I'm, I'm a weird person in that. And now we're talking obviously 2019, 2020 and getting after it. But I'm one of the, I hope there's a lot of us. I think a lot of us get motivated. Most people fight by business because they want to make money. Yeah. Cause everyone's an entrepreneur. Now. Right. Yeah. Everyone's a CEO, which is weird. It's funny because CEO to me, it means you're like, if you got a hot dog cart, you're technically <laughs> a CEO. Shut the fuck up. You said hot dog cart. I will never say no. No, I won't. Like, I'm the CEO of the Battle Axe Gym. Yeah. Get the fuck out of here. I'd like to say this, too. The people who don't like New Year's resolutions, fuck you. Yeah, bro. Here's why. Because you made yours in June. You made your resolution to change in November. Yes. And now you're crucifying someone because they just picked a day? Fuck off. Yeah. And, And you're absolutely right. And, okay, I get it. It's it's uh, it's cool to make fun of your New Year's resolutions. It's a cool thing to do now, but I don't. Me personally, I don't really have New Year's resolutions. I've I've I don't think I've had New Year's resolutions since maybe I was a teenager because I've had this perspective for a very long time. But it's if it's certain things that the most important things of my life are a way of life. Which means the days of the years and the weather and the calendar and the birthdays and the family events do not affect it. Success, ambition, training, love, relationships, friendships, all that is not affected by the time of year. Those are the most important things in life for me. The hunt, the will. It doesn't matter if it's fucking cold. It doesn't matter if I'm alone. It doesn't matter if it's the 1st of January or the 23rd of April, bro. I'm getting after it. Like, that. it doesn't matter to me. The most important things in life are every day since I was a kid fucking fighting for it. And I'll add new things to these lists. 
so it doesn't really matter to me whether it's a new i've never had a new year's resolution i swear like i just it doesn't matter if getting in shape was part of my goal as a kid to be the baddest motherfucker in the room i said that a couple episodes ago i've always wanted to be that guy and i'm i'm getting pretty fucking close that doesn't change on the first of january dude uh being successful, being a, a, I try my best, being a good son or a good friend like that. So I don't really dog on people if that's what they want to do to lose weight or whatever. But I don't think I've ever posted about New Year's resolutions. Also, I don't use it as a business plan because I don't like New Year's resolution people at my gym because you can smell them a mile away. But yeah, that that's just how I am, and that I think you know, obviously getting off. Oh, I don't think we have tangent because we're just doing whatever the fuck we want with this episode and it's so fucking good, but yeah, we're free. We're free. And it, it that's just how I see things. You know, if you if you lay out like a goal sheet, like I told you, like that board in the back of my door, mm-hmm. it doesn't say do this by January 1st or, you know, you have to do this on this month. It A lot of those things are are pathways and, and, and lighthouses. Be stronger. How am I going to do this? Training every day. Uh, putting an effort every day. Getting out of fucking bed and brushing my teeth and saying, literally, it's going to be a good day. That that That's training for me. Yep. And that's on that stupid fucking board because that doesn't matter whether it's January 1st or December fucking whatever. And we ca- we talk about this all the fucking time. And I, I personally always bring this up when people talk about New Year's resolutions. I don't dog on them. I'm just like, I hope this is something that's permanent. Sure. It's just like E.T. says. Practice doesn't make perfect. It makes permanence. And that's like, that's the, like a tattoo to the spirit, bro. If you practice these things daily, mm-hmm. it, underst- okay, understand what practice means. Means you're gonna fuck up, bro. Like, let's <laughs> practice. You're gonna have bad days. You're gonna have bad years, bro. You're gonna have bad moments, and you're gonna have bad ones. And it's like you listen to that speech by Jocko. You don't fucking quit. You have bad shit. You drop the ball. You miss the pass. You fucking miss the basket. You drop the stone. You tear your bicep. You get in a fight with your significant other. You fuck yourself in the, in the ass. You you get in a fight with your parents. You're a bad kid. You go to jail. You do shit. Because you're practicing at being permanent. Being What is permanent? Legacy is permanent. You got to practice, dude. You got to train. You, this is your perspective. This, I don't fucking like when people look at me like I'm this fucking, like, oh, God, you got it all going. No, motherfucker. Is that I'm fucked up, but I practice at being better. Yeah. I also don't want your sympathy. Oh, Mike, why are you like this? Shut the fuck up, dog. I don't want that. I don't want that shit. I'm, tr- I'm practicing of being better because we all know what better is because it's a personal perspective. 
I'm trying to be like you, John, and you're short as hell ain't trying to be like me. We know what better is because we have to look inwardly. Yeah. And it's a lonely, cold, stupid world when you're looking inwardly and it's disgusting and it's scary and it's it's bitter. But we all know what better is. Sometimes we want to be better and sometimes we don't give a fuck. <laughs> but that's called practice. That's right. And... I look at this year and I look at the efforts of what we've done as uh, as podcast hosts and what we've done as athletes and what we've done as businessmen and what we've done as as the Battle Life's gym. We're still practicing. We're still training. And if you're listening to this fucking podcast right now with fucking nine, ten minutes to go, you should feel some sort of way or type of way is the way they do it on the internet. Yeah, I think that's how the rappers say it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the rappers. We're not against those rappers. We're just way. against those thugs. If anybody can tell me where that's from, you're my friend. God. This is why we're friends. Stop. For way more reasons than well, that. But yeah, yeah I get well, yeah. Totally it's get like it. one of what, 6,000? <laughs> and, uh, you know, I just, I ran with it, but that's how I feel. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it, it, it's been an emotional year. Honestly, the last three months have been, it's been tough. I'm not a holidays guy. I know you're not either. Uh, a, lot of, a lot of guys that are, guys, I mean guys and girls, obviously, that are emotionally driven and have felt loss in any type of way or just just a different perspective. The holidays in its, in its own right can be really shitty. You know what I practice at? Mm. Trying to be better. At like, understanding why people like the holidays sure why we should smile a little bit more and why saying merry christmas when i was a younger man i'd be like fuck you that's pussy shit now i'm like merry christmas not because i want to say it but because i'm practicing and interacting with better and understanding better yeah sure and it goes into the conversation we've had this whole fucking episode i'm trying to train that into myself I'm trying to train that, like, hey, Mike, I get it. You're a fucking grump. But can you be something else? Yeah. Can you can you can you send a Christmas Eve text? Hey man, Merry Christmas, dude. I miss you. Because intrinsically, why the fuck would I want to do that? But you do it because it's it's training. And and in sending that text and in and in reaching out over your character and reaching out outside of that that shell that that wall and that brick bullshit that you think you have up and cracking through it makes you a better athlete i i fucking promise you and what's going to make you better it's going to make you a better leader and a coach it's it, we always throw our dick at problems and we throw our fucking effort at it. And this is what I would do. And you're this, you're that. I'm like, fuck you. Tell me what you feel on the inside. And reach out from there. It's easy to swing dick. It really is. Yeah. But it's really hard to sit with ourselves. And that come, that's part of training. So meditation is important. That's why training alone sometimes is very important. Yeah. And, and this whole recap and this whole effort of this episode and the whole i think the whole effort and to, let's let's as we always kind of try and do wrap it up 
think about bringing it all together and why Florida's strongest man and the Miami throwdown and worlds, which have all happened within two months of each other, yeah. is so important. These are pinnacles. These are, in some cases, certain mountaintops and plateaus to people, the way they perceive it, right? This is how they perceive it. A mountaintop amongst many mountains. These are efforts and 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 fights and weighted carries. This is your journey. You're listening to this right now because you give a shit. This is your this is your moment. This is this is what you're doing in life to make yourself a better person. It almost erases sometimes the talkbacks and the fist punches and the stealing and the lying and the bullshit thing that you've done in your life because you're trying really hard to practice at being something a little bit better. And it comes out in sport. It comes out in, in torn calluses and it comes out in, in hurt knees and aching backs and bad attitudes and weight cuts and 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 solitude and driving in circles at home because you're so fucking ramped up from training. You don't want to go home because you're so mad at, at training. You can't be around people. That's you practicing at being better. That's you taking control of something you can fucking control finally, God damn it, in life. And taking it and training to be better. And you're supposed to see that, we are supposed to see that as something fucking finally positive. And it's supposed to fight against the anxiety. It's supposed to fight against the loss. It's supposed to fight against the bullshit in your life. The bullshit, the, the blind sides. You're supposed to build that dark room into something fucking epic. I don't want a dark room, dude. I want a dark mansion. I want a fucking cavern that is so big and so ridiculous that that one or two or three or a hundred candlelights are just stupid bright. I want to build it inch by inch, stone by stone. I want to add hardships to my life. You want to ask me why the fuck I am the way I am? Because I have to work, bro. And so do you. You're listening to this right now because you fucking get it. You fucking get it in your soul. We do these sports. We do the throwdown and world and powerlift and strongman and the yoke and the bullshit that hurts us and aches us because we are trying to be better people. We are practicing at being better people. If you don't get that, if you don't fucking understand that, that it transcends sports, I hope you listen to this five more times. And after that, if you don't get it, you're not my people and you can fuck off. I really don't give a shit. Neither should you. But think about it. Think about what you're doing right now and what you're feeling in your soul. And all those aspects of putting things together, of grasping the effort of waking up in the morning and getting after that fucking gym and when you ache and you feel like dog shit, and nobody wants to talk to you because you got that fucking wild animal attitude because you're uncivilized because finally you've become what the true version of you really is and motherfuckers don't want to look at you, fuck them. 
That's what sports does. That's what practice does. That's what training does. It unleashes you. It grows you into the dig down, the climb up, however the fuck you want to see it. That's what this year has been about, bro. It hasn't been a fucking climb. I didn't get anywhere in my mind. Okay, we did a million things, dude. I just said it. We did a bunch of bullshit, but I'm climbing down to reach my potential. I'm digging inside to see what the fuck we can do, what the fuck you can do. If you don't see it like that, then start looking at things differently. Perceive it differently. I'm not apologizing for myself, dude. (laughs) I almost never do. Sometimes to myself, like, Jesus, Mike, why are you like this? (laughs) But think about it. I want you to take some fucking moments in your life and I want you to fucking look deep within 2019. I want this recap to hurt your fucking soul. I want it to set it on fire. I want you to just feel the practice and the training and the permanence that you've made in this world this year and next year. I want you to ask for more fucking weight. This is MDLP. This is the Battle Axe Podcast 2019 motherfucker saying don't be a fucking pussy. Everything ends.